everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing this afternoon, Robert? Just excellent, Ali. Thanks so much. Boy, what a week eight. Can't wait to start breaking this one down with you right away. You know, and it wasn't my greatest week for the picks. There was a lot of bad beats that I had. A lot of underdogs didn't end up covering that I liked. For example, the Lions didn't cover few other teams that I like the Colts I like to cover they did not but that was okay because the Giants did win and I always said it doesn't matter how much I either win or lose betting whether I win my pick and leagues or my fantasy league as long as my team wins it's a winning day for me and it was a beautiful game yesterday but before I get too far ahead of myself Robert why don't you give us an update on the betting trends from over the weekend what are we looking at in terms of overs versus unders? How many underdogs hit? What do we got? Yeah, Ali, uh, it's a big week for NFL hosts. Uh, you know, they were nine and four straight up going into um, the uh, Sunday night game. So let's just call it 10 and four for the home teams. Uh, four different wins by 18 points. Wow. Uh, so just from a, a power rankings perspective, I'm going to go and adjust my home field advantage median to two mm -hmm. uh, where I was around one and a half or so. Uh, it's, it's honestly, you know, we're looking at, what are we looking at now? Uh, eight and four straight up for the favorites uh, upsets, of course, by the Panthers, commanders, giants, and Seahawks, uh, but just six and six against the spread uh, home teams, uh, eight and four against straight up six and six unders were seven and five. So on the season, uh, the favorite straight up, 63, 41, and one push. Uh, but the underdogs are still leading, 58, 44, and three pushes against the spread. That's almost 57%. Uh, unders, 63, 43, um, and one. 60%. And primetime unders improved to 14 and seven. That's right at the 66. Let's call it 67% mark. Unders everywhere. Dogs. <laughs> It's funny because in the bar I went to yesterday, because again, I'm in New Jersey for the next few weeks, but not only was it great to be around Giants fans and not like in LA where there's, you know, every tribe of fans you can have. But when I was talking to people, because obviously New Jersey, not first state to legalize sports gambling. So when I say everyone does it here, everyone does it here. But people are catching on to the trend because most games I talked to people, they were all betting the unders. I know my brother had a parlay where he took the under in the Ravens-Browns game. He hit at least that one. He didn't hit his other bet in the parlay. One of my friends that I was with at the bar was did the guarantee under, which was the Bucks and the Panthers. So people are catching on to the trends, and I hope our listeners are taking note of that too because not while unders aren't going to always hit, if they're hitting the majority of the time, it's always better to go with the majority of the history than the, than the non-majority. But let's move quickly into the marquee games to talk about. And as much as I want to talk about my Giants first, we will highlight one of the biggest games of the weekend, and that was the Chiefs and the 49ers. Obviously, the hype Robert and I talked about on Friday, Christian McCaffrey was coming back to his home. He played at Stanford in college. Now he's back with San Francisco. I didn't expect too much of him, Robert. I mean, he barely had, what, 48 hours to learn a playbook. And it showed, I think he only ran for about for maybe 38 yards, had two catches, something like that. But what baffled me more than anything in this game, this is another game I lost because I did think San Francisco would at least cover the spread, maybe not win outright, but cover. But San Francisco's defense was non-existent. They allowed Patrick Mahomes to throw for 423 yards, three touchdowns. I don't know where their defense went. I thought they would be a lot better with Jimmy Ward playing, with Nick Boza playing. A few of their other guys were out on defense, but a lot of guys were back as well. Robert, what do you take from this game? Were we a little too quickly to to pound on San Francisco and say they're definitely a contender? I still don't think so, Allie. I think that when you you compare the two teams, NFC, uh, you know, it's to me, it's a very very few teams that I'm I'm putting to the top of the NFC. Right. San Francisco still has to be one of them, right? But when you give up, and they gave up chunk yardage uh 529 yards of offense amassed by the chiefs 9.1 yards per play that's yeah. a first down pretty much yeah, every pretty snap. much 
Right. And so when you get into the red zone, it was 80 percent. They, they scored on four or five attempts in the red zone. Kansas City did miss a 39 yard field goal try, but they did pick up a safety uh, in the end. I just think it was too much for the San Francisco 49ers to, to withhold. You know, it's not like the Chiefs are, you know, that much worse uh, year over year. They're, they're still an AFC uh, conference finalist contender without a doubt. Just think San Francisco was just out chunked nonstop all day. Yeah, and Jimmy G didn't have the best game, but I should have known better. I kind of went against how I usually bet. I love betting good quarterbacks coming off of losses. We all know Patrick Mahomes and the Bills lost to the Bills last weekend. I should have known better to take them. I think I got caught up a little bit too much in the Christian McCaffrey hype, even though I was back in San Francisco before he did get traded. But let, let's step away from, from yesterday's game. And from the little you saw of McCaffrey yesterday, Robert, how do you think he's going to fit into this offense? Are we going to see a lot more handoffs between him and Debo? Is this We already know that the 49ers are a run-first team. How do you see him fitting into this offense? I, only one way. If you make a move for a, a, a Tier 1 caliber running back like Christian McCaffrey, you intend to make him a massive part of your package so if you're looking at the, you know, the number of snaps that McCaffrey had yesterday it's clearly off by like 50 you know he, he should be in the 70s 80s for snap counts mm-hmm. uh, you know but even you know let's just call so maybe let's just call it 60 to 70 if they're going to be running all the time uh, but give give him until next week you're, we're going to see far far better uh, resemblance of, of what we're going to expect from the Niners going forward uh, doesn't mean that you know Samuel's going to be left out of this at all. I mean, he's if anything, it gets even deadlier with the two of them on the field at the same time because now, I mean, what are you going to do? You're gonna you're gonna double Samuel. You're gonna leave McCaffrey on one on one, or or go another way. Okay, fine. Uh, so so now it's just a tight end dump off for another 12, 15 yards. The Niners are going to be very very good. They just got uh, steamrolled by a, a, an incredible really talented offense in in Kansas city on Sunday. Yeah. And we've seen this from the Niners in the past. I think last season, even they started out the year below 500 and they were five and five at some point. So they will rebound. I have no, I, I, I'm not losing any, any confidence. I still think they will win the NFC West, even over the Rams, even over the Seahawks that are somehow in first place, which I would never have predicted. But before we move on to the next game, let's talk about the chiefs real quick. Have they solidified themselves, Robert, as the number two team in the league besides the Bills? I know people are still trying to build up the Eagles since they are the lone undefeated team. But with the Eagles, I still haven't seen that marquee win that I'm looking for. I know they beat the Cowboys, but the Cowboys still had Cooper Rush at quarterback. They did beat the Vikings early in the season, but we know how Kirk Cousins performs in primetime. He was atrocious that game. Are the Chiefs the the number two team in this league? They are... Let's say, okay, so it's Bills number one. Uh, and, and for me right now, if, if you know, it's a little bit of parlance to the racetrack, I'm going to have the Chiefs and the Eagles, uh, you know, two and two B. Uh, so we're, we're, I'm going to pair them right in the same tier. And then it's a, uh, a pretty little uh, steady drop off. But I, I'm, I'm going to put Kansas City right there with the Eagles uh, tied for second best in the league. Yeah, I, I still would put them personally. I put them above the Eagles. I think that if you had a Kansas City versus Eagles matchup, whether it be in Philadelphia or the Chiefs, I would you're not even looking at the spread still side with the Chiefs. I just think that Patrick Mahomes is and Josh Allen, those are two quarterbacks just on another level in this league. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is close to resembling either of them yet. But let's move on to the game I want to talk most about, and that's the Giants and the Jaguars. We talked about Friday how I was nervous because how the spread was. Vegas still wasn't giving the Giants any credit. The Giants were two and a half in some places, three-point underdogs. I was thinking to myself, this has to be a trap game. If my heart wasn't invested in it, I would have sided with a two and four team over five and one team on the spread, thinking that Vegas knows something I don't. But the Giants did what I knew they would do. They came out, they won. I know they needed to come from behind, but they did so again, missing a lot of guys. They lost two offensive linemen, including Evan Neal, Evan Neal midway through the game. Daniel Bellinger, their tight end, went out. 
And somehow still Daniel Jones. This was one of, he just gets better and better every week, Robert. And when I saw him yesterday, again, not just use his arm and throw for over 200 yards, but he rushed for over 100 yards. And Barkley was pretty much not non-existent in his production until the second half. So let me ask you this, Robert. Are the Giants still getting disrespected in this league? It better not be. No, I know. <laughs> look, it's so you know, it's everything's laid out. I mean, look, this is what I live for. I, I don't, I don't. To me, I don't look to an angler. I just want to see chaos, Ali. You know this. I just want to see chaos in any form, in any time, and we. That's what. Ent- that's what. Ent- that is what is entertaining. <laughs> all of it. All of it was here in this game. I, I guess we'll get to the Jets in, in a little bit. I mean, New York football is is ridiculous right now and it makes no sense how they're doing it because no. 236 yards of rushing they're playing like it's the 70s uh you know and, and it, it doesn't matter because they're winning so what are you going to do you're going to just keep mocking them for you know for winning the way they are they're they're among the tops in the nfc the tops in the you know tops in the entire league they were picking up big chunks of yards as well 6.2 yards per play uh, by the way, Daniel Bellinger, did he like, I mean, he was like carted off. There was like blood on his jersey. Did he just became like Amon Targaryen? Did he like lose his eye? He's going to need an eye patch. I well, I don't know how that wasn't called a face mask either on that play. I was like, he got poked in the eye. What do you think? So yeah. Blood. No, look, I mean, the, the, way the, the way the game played itself out, if you're going to uh, inhale almost 250 yards of rushing against you two things are going to happen one you're getting scored upon and two you're not going to have time to react to it so it was the perfect setup for the giants who are still you know, second stringing pretty much most of their roster they ended up winning the game uh and obviously covering as, as a three-point dog but I, again i just think that they're finding ways to win uh every single week regardless of who they play go ahead and just thank the coaching staff Mm -hmm. i I say time and time again you believe in the coaching staff you believe in the system you're going to end up winning games absolutely totally agree we all know my feelings about brian dable and he's him and wake martindale on the defensive end have just done a phenomenal job but let's go back to daniel jones because i even was reading some previews before the game I was reading one ESPN article where the quote unquote so-called experts in sports betting there were saying how Trevor Lawrence is just on another dimension than Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones, I thought outplayed him. And I I feel like Daniel Jones has outplayed him all year. What is it about Daniel Jones that people still aren't respecting? Because I'm looking at this guy and this guy is just doing what he can. We talk about how Aaron Rodgers has no help. Daniel Jones doesn't even compare to Aaron Rodgers about not having out. Aaron Rodgers still has some veteran guys in his rotation. You look at Randall Cobb. You look at Alan Lazar. He's been around for a few years. Daniel Jones has no one that he's been throwing to all year. And he's 6-1. and one, And he's beaten some top-tier teams, including the Packers, including the Ravens. Why isn't Daniel Jones, Robert, still getting the respect he deserves? I, I have a couple of things for Aaron Rodgers later. Uh, but yeah, f- follow me here for a second. What if... What if just let's play a, a little game? Yeah. What if Brian Dayball is creating a Josh Allen clone? Oh gosh, sign me up for the next twelve years of the combination of Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball. Right, Daniel Jones was drafted out of Duke, and I said, "No, please m- make this not be true." Tell me they traded away. They drafted him and they traded him away for something else. You know, some other team really wanted him. And they asked the Giants to pick him. Just give me anyone except another Duke quarterback, please. I, I couldn't do it. After a decade of Derrick Brown, I said, I, I cannot handle any more Duke players at quarterback ever, ever. And I said, no, this is it. And and the general manager and the gentleman, it's just, it was a disaster. And I couldn't handle it. It was, I was just so upset with all of it. Bring in Brian Dable. Now, look, his resume is completely wacky ass, too, because if you look at the teams that he's run and the records that he's had, look, maybe coaches can develop, too. I mean, it's 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 very, very possible. 
And what I think Dayball has done with the entire coaching staff, and specifically with Daniel Jones, I think that it's possible. I think that this is it. He's, he's blossoming into something that no one expected at his peak because he's able to, you know, control the game in the way that the staff needs it to be run. And if it means, hey, you know what, Saquon, you're going to run the ball every single play and we don't care. Just keep trucking people with those quads and we're going to win this game. And that's what they did. It's just I I feel that, again, Daniel Jones has so much belief in the system and it's really, really starting to prove itself out. Ali, I think that's really what it comes down to. I think it's Dave Ball and, and this magical chemistry that he has not only with Daniel Jones, but with the entire team. And that's why the G-men are exactly where they are in the standings. Yeah, and I think he, if not already, he's earning that franchise tag that the Giants are going to put on him at the end of the season because if he keeps performing and getting better and better like this, there's no way you could just part ways with him in free agency. So let's move on to the next game that I want to highlight, and that's the Panthers and Bucks. And I know our CEO, Mark, was a little upset because the Bucks were probably the biggest favorite to lose this year, 13-point favorites entering in on Sunday. Robert, I don't even know where to start with this game. What happened? The Panthers traded away their two big playmakers, Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey, earlier in this week. They fired head coach Matt Rold. Baker Mayfield's probably done. This all signs indicate that this team is tanking for the number one pick to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. How did the Bucks lose this game? Let let alone not even cover. The, maybe there there's always a chance for a backdoor cover. But how did the Bucks straight up lose this game? What did you see? Believe Valley that the Bucks scored the least amount of points of any professional football team yesterday. I would you couldn't give me be- enough odds to even make a dollar wager on that and during <laughs> this weekend. So I uh, you know if I if you break down if I just do the meat and potatoes that you know that I do for each game you know Carolina won yardage you know barely uh but they got more yards per play than Tampa third downs Tampa was 17% they had 46 yards of rushing i mean i um two two fourth down failures i, I I got it. This is, there's no other way to really to break it down. It's just been a, a really constipated offense. And, and I'm not sure what the hell happened from week one until today. In, in week one, Sunday night football, I was like, hey, all right, Tom Brady, it's the Bucs. Yeah, here goes another NFC championship. Looks great. Beat Dallas. They're, they're horrible right now. They, uh, Allie, the Panthers are one game out of a division lead. Okay, that's who's, ridiculous. Who's tanking, right? Who's tanking right now? I, I don't know. That this is what I'm seeing. I just don't feel that in any way during that game that I was watching that Brady was going to start carving up the Panthers. It just, it, it, it it's, it, I didn't see it, and I, I don't know. I this must be it, where age is finally caught up to Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree with you, and Tom Brady. First of all, he looks way too skinny. I don't know if you saw like the comparison even before the season started. They have, you know, his face through the years. And his face right now is like half the face he had when he entered the league. That's how skinny he looks. But he just doesn't look like that confident Tom Brady we're used to. He looks super frustrated at times. He looks like his mind is elsewhere. Again, I don't want to put too much pressure on the fact or too much emphasis on the fact that he is going through some marital problems. But, Robert, this is beyond Tom Brady when I watch this game. This is a team that's not well-coached. I had my concerns about Todd Bowles coming into this to coming into the season. It just looks like, again, Bruce Arians is the reason this team is just not polished anymore. He went to the front office. He put his, his team in the hands of a coach who did not have a good, a good track record being a head coach. And I don't know if maybe the players just don't respect Bowles, or Bowles is basically just giving the offense to Brady and being like, okay, you're kind of a sub head coach to this. But I don't know. This this isn't a polished Tom Brady team at all. This is a team that looks like it was just thrown together 
Let's see what fits. Let's see it works. It doesn't look like they have a game plan. They don't make any adjustments. They've been losing at halftime in multiple games. They come out in the second half and do the same mistakes. They they fall victim to the same traps. I mean, is is there an answer to fix this team, Robert? No, you you know I I made a note about a month ago when you said you know this is this is happening because of uh, you know Arians not at the helm anymore, and I said ah oh, okay yeah let me just put a bookmark there. No, you're right, Ali, you're right. A- Arians made the difference. And I think that that's what's happened here. I guess it, it, everything else just seems so, so obvious that the offense has just gotten really boring and just ineffective. They, they targeted Brady. Brady targeted Mike Evans 15 times. Uh, you know, you got so many other options there. It's just, they, they're, for them to score three points against a team that has openly said we are done with the year thank you so much um we'll see you in 2023 in, in may during the draft and and they they got they got clowned they got clowned on sunday and it was it was never going to be a time again that i thought that the offense was just gonna be like ah you know what yeah you know what sorry about that we gave that little lead now we're gonna come and take it back tom brader is not capable of doing that anymore no and, you know, I was still listening last night to some of the analysts and everything talking about, you know, the Bucks, they'll, they'll turn around, they'll come back. No, they won't. Because these they're losing games to wor- the worst teams in the league. They're losing to the Steelers. They're losing to what we just saw, the worst team, the Panthers. They have to play now the Ravens this Sunday. The Sunday after that, they have to play the, they have to play the Rams. Their schedule is not getting any easier. They're missing out on the games that were cakes to win. Now these are getting even tougher. In my opinion, the, this Bucks team is on pace to not even finish above 500. Is that so crazy to say, Robert? No, 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 definitely not. And it, it's at this point, you know, Ali, look, uh, I, don't know, I suppose we could take a look at it a little bit later, but I somehow I'm. Um, just still thinking that they're going to end up winning this division because everyone's just that much worse. Yeah. Uh, but this this division is really really poor, Ali. It's it's so bad, and this team. I was actually talking with someone today, and I said that if the Bucks win this division, they're going to win it with a sub five hundred record. And, oh boy, you know what? That's actually true. I didn't think about that. It could happen though. And you're gonna, you know, you're gonna hear so much controversy because. They're going to host a game at home. That They're a division winner. They're going to get a game at home. And you're going to have someone like the Giants or the Cowboys that are going are gonna to be a wild card team that have to travel to play in Tampa and face Tom Brady because they don't get home field advantage because a team won their division and that's what separates them. I do think that the playoff seeding is, is a little whacked out. I'm not saying that since they win their division – they shouldn't be allowed to have home field advantage, but you can't tell me that they deserve a home field advantage game in the playoffs with a sub 500 record. I'm so against that. I can't believe you. I just took a look right now. The four or five matchup is Tampa Bay hosting the New York giants. (laughs) Listen, I mean, I'm not going to object to that because if, if you tell me as a John, you know, take my analyst out of it. But if you tell me as a Giants fan that I have to go play, let's just say that t- that the Bucks are seven and ten to go to the playoffs, I'd be like, okay, that's our first game. <laughs> we know how we do against Tom Brady in the playoffs, so yeah. that's that's like a double that's like a double delight for me. But th- this is a bad team. I'm actually rooting for Atlanta to somehow start winning, which I think they could. They they've been scrappy all year. They had a tough game yesterday against Cincinnati, but they still showed fight. This Bucks team does not deserve to go anywhere. Which, before we move on to the next game, let me ask you this question, Robert. Say the Bucks somehow miss the playoffs, and we all know Tom Brady was retired. We assumed him coming back. This was probably going to be his final year. Is Brady really going to retire coming off of a season where the first time in career, in his career he didn't make the playoffs? I I think he has to. There's nothing left to prove, Valley. I mean, there there seriously is nothing left to prove. And look, he, he's gotten himself into a position where, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I I still think that they they win they win the division. I think they get bounced in the first round. 
it's it's a bad bad position right now to look at and I, I don't I don't think that we're gonna see it. Do you know that this is like you gotta go back to like maybe twenty years since Tom Brady has had a losing record this late into the season. This is not anything resembling a, a, a what like even a poor Tom Brady would be like. This is like worse than anything we've ever seen. Yeah, and he's not getting reinforcements. Robert Gronkowski is not coming out of retirement. Oh, oh, like oh, this no. is this is it. He's they're gonna have to figure it out. I think that we're that if they keep losing, you want chaos, Robert. There's gonna be chaos around this team because as we saw <laughs> when Tom Brady started yelling at his offensive lineman last week, he's not gonna be afraid to start yelling at his head coach, at his coordinators. You're gonna see some you're gonna see some fireworks in Tampa Bay. And I just wanna be all signed up to watch all of that. Great television. Do it. But let's move on to the final game. I do want to highlight there was a lot of games this week that were just it was just uh plus five hundred teams versus sub five hundred teams. Really didn't get a lot of great matchups. But I did want to highlight the commanders and the Packers because the Packers lost again, third in a row. They lost to the Jet, the Giants, the Jets, and now the Commanders, which the Commanders probably were right up there as one of the worst teams in the league. This was one of my best bets of the weekend, though, that I had. I had the Commanders plus five and a half. I thought that they would rally behind Taylor Heineke. I didn't go so far as to predict the upset, though. I said I wouldn't be surprised if they did upset them. But let's move on to talking about the Packers before we get into the Commanders, Robert. Is it definitely time to panic in Green Bay? I don't understand what's happened to this offense. This one, if if you said go ahead and, and choose – the Buccaneers or the Packers to break down and, and, and analyze what happened here. I, I wouldn't know which one to choose. It's it's so weird. They've only had 232 yards of offense yesterday. Uh, third downs, they just simply couldn't pick up a third down. They were 0 for 6 on third down. And then, you know, they, they have a fourth down failure. It, it just, I mean, look, they, the Green Bay was helped by an interception return for a touchdown. I, I don't know if if anything's going to change. And then you look at the trend, it's it's absolutely going backwards. I, I mentioned how many weeks in a row about you go with what your strength is. Go with Aaron Jones. You know what his rushing attempts were the last four weeks going you know backwards to September? Mm-hmm. 16 rush attempts, 13, 9, and 8 rush attempts yesterday. I, I don't know. I, I seriously don't know, Alec. Help me. I wish I could help you. I, I think this is one we should get our CEO on the board to to start talking about because uh, Mark yeah. probably has better answers or he might not want to talk about it. So, but I, um, I agree. I, I, I don't know what the problem is, Robert. We were talking about how Daniel Jones is somehow managing to win with that receivers. You would think then that the finger points to the coaching in the Packer in Green Bay. You talked about how Aaron Jones just isn't getting fed the ball. If there's problems with the wide receiving core, why aren't you feeding the ball to a combination of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon? Dillon, right. You know, Matt LaFleur has been questioned over the years by Aaron Rodgers. We've seen that. I think he's been able to get away because the duo of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers was just so lethal. But I think that we're finally starting to see Matt LaFleur get exposed. He doesn't have the top receivers to rely on. I think he's basically approaching each game. And we also see, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's not with the team anymore. As bad as he's doing in Denver, he was a solid offensive coordinator and he had good rapport with Aaron Rodgers. I think that, Robert, this has come down to Matt LaFour isn't as good of a head coach as everyone gave him credit for. I think that he's vastly over in over his head. I think there's a chance if the Packers keep losing that we're going to start hearing rumors that he's going to be fired. You only have a few more years left of Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers doesn't approve that they're going to get right rid of him. I mean, what do you think about LaFleur? Yeah, I, I, you got a very good point. And I look, you probably have to cede control to Aaron Rodgers for the, for, you know, most of the play calling that he does. It's just, he, he who knows the offense better than him. It's his playbook, but it mm-hmm. seems as if, Aaron Rodgers has turned the playbook into a bunch of slants and behind the line of scrimmage passes. Why? What, what, I mean, again, is it just that lack of a deep threat, which they definitely do not have? Uh, so if that's the case, don't pout, don't ruin your playbook, don't 
turn it to two pages worth of plays, go with your strength. And again, is it are they not running it because they don't feel that they could get the, uh, the proper push at the line of, line of scrimmage? Well, if that's the problem, then you have a, a bigger problem. Then you're really, really in trouble. I mean, three and four, you're, you're supposed to win these games against the Jets, against the Giants, against the Commanders. Now, your life and death, your life and death Sunday night in Buffalo. This is it. Yep. This is the final game. And, and I'm looking right now. I posted Buffalo as an 11 and a half point favorite. Oof. This is the end of your season. Period. Man, you're just teasing me to take those points. <laughs> 11. <laughs> has Aaron Rodgers ever been an 11? Or, or, let, let me rephrase that. Has Aaron Rodgers ever been an underdog of double digits in his career? I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. That, that's crazy. I mean, I don't even know if I could confidently pick the Packers to cover. The, the, the Bills, they come out and play up to their competition. They have done so against the Rams this year, against the Chiefs. I can see Josh Allen licking his lips at the chance to totally demolish Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. If the Packers get blown out by Buffalo, that's it. Like, like you just lose to three teams that you could easily beat, and now you lose to the best team in the league. I think at this point, Minnesota is going to keep winning. It's it's time to do some some either shopping for help, or you're going to have to start trading assets because – you need to build in the draft. You need to figure out a way to get Aaron Rodgers help from next year. And let's go back to the past few drafts, Robert, because Matt LaFleur in that front office has not done a good job of drafting offensive help for Aaron Rodgers. We talked about a few years ago, I think it was a 2020 draft, where they traded up for Jordan Love. Why are you trading up for Jordan Love when you need receivers, when you need offensive line help, and you trade up for Jordan Love when you know Rodgers is nowhere near close to retiring. That made no sense. It didn't make any sense that they drafted Christian Watson in the second round this year when there were so many other receivers that were ranked far ahead of him. I don't get how this team has drafted. doesn't make any sense to me, but they're going to have to figure it out. And sadly, I think LaFleur, though, might not be here for April's draft if they keep on losing because they're going to need a scapegoat and it's going to come down to him. But it will, it will. You're absolutely right. And by the way, uh, yeah, this has never happened before. Uh, the Packers double digit dog for the first time in Aaron wow. Rodgers' career. Wow. Wow. That's all I could say. Can't believe it. <laughs> and I still probably won't take the points. I mean, it's early in the week. I got to think about it. But the Bills at home, I this, I don't know if I could take Green Bay just has looked so bad. I don't know if I could take him. But let's move on to a game I like to call bank or tank. So we have the trade deadline, Robert, coming up next week. So I'm going to say a team, and I want you to say that they are going to go to the bank and spend money to, in draft picks to get reinforcements they need to make a run. Or if they're done, they have put up the white flag. They know their season's lost. They're just not necessarily going to go into tanking mode, but they're going to tank out the trade deadline and do next to nothing. So you ready for this one? Okay. We, uh, yes. Okay. This is excellent. Uh, I, I, I always look forward to the second half of Monday. Because I know. Always, yeah. Do you have, do you have your choices. scotch poured and everything? <laughs> Banker tank. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Let's start with the Denver Broncos. Robert, they lost again yesterday for the trade deadline. Are they going to the bank? Are they going to get some reinforcements or they're in the tank? They're not doing anything. They're going to sell their assets. They're basically waving the white flag for this year. Uh, they are tanking. Uh, and I want to know uh, very, very truthfully, is Russell Wilson playing his way out of the Hall of Fame? I just need that yeah. answered. <laughs> I think he is. I think it is, and what's hurting him more is that the Seahawks are winning without him. And I agree with you. I was never high on Russell Wilson. I kind of talked myself into being high on him actually this offseason when people were saying, oh, he's finally going to go to Denver. Denver's the Super Bowl favorite. It's going to be like when Peyton Manning went there. No, I'm going back to my original instinct where I said Russell Wilson was always aided by having a top-ranked defense, and he had a brilliant head coach in Pete Carroll. I agree with you. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be a Hall of Famer when this contract is up. And I also agree that the Broncos are tanking as well. <laughs> Crazy. <Okay>. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, Robert, are we going to see Russell Wilson even play again this year? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on. Wait, I, I, I we got to do this. This is, I know I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, keep going. Okay, right now, in a vacuum, would you rather have 
Russell Wilson or Geno Smith? Jeez, I mean, you based on this year, Geno Smith. I, I'm not, I'm not basing it on pedigree. Geno Smith has performed, and he's performed on the same Seattle Seahawks team that Russell Wilson couldn't do anything with. So yes, I would take Geno Smith. How about you? <laughs> yes, I would do. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, next team, Banker Tank Robert, the LA Chargers. They lost to the said Seattle Seahawks yesterday. They have had a ton of injuries all year. Are they going to go to the bank this trade deadline, or are they just going to tank? Correct. Ton of injuries, but unlike the Denver Broncos, their their division counterparts, I I still do feel that there is far far more time left in the season for them to not only overtake the division lead, but I think can still make an awful lot of noise. Herbert's just been completely just shredded. That rib injury is nothing to laugh at. He hasn't had Keenan Allen pretty much all year. It looks like he still needs some rest. Get healthier, load up, I think, go to the bank, spend some, acquire some more assets, make the push for the playoffs. Everyone will be healthy by then for a chance to go out and, and win that Super Bowl title. Yeah, I agree with you. The Chargers, they were my preseason pick to win the division. I no longer think they will win the division, but they will be in game for a wild card position for sure. I think that they will get some some help, especially on the defensive end. Their defense just gives up way too many points. It's also been decimated by injuries. So I agree with you. I think they're going to come through and acquire either a pass rusher or some help in their secondary. So they are going to go to the bank. All right, the next team we got is the Indianapolis Colts. Robert, are they going to the bank, or are they just going to tank? Oh, boy, you got to tank. Matter of fact, I think they answered their own question. When Matt Ryan separated his shoulder, they brought in Ellinger, and they just literally an hour ago announced Sam Ellinger will be the Ugh. starting quarterback for the rest of the year. So 24-year young quarterback from Texas is now your starting quarterback. Uh, Colts. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, been a long time since Andrew Luck, hasn't it been? Oh, man, it's ter- terrible, and I agree with you. I think they are going to tank. I know that the Matt Ryan experiment did not work. I don't think it will ever work. Losing to the Titans, I hate to say it, but that was it. You just got swept by the team that is probably going to win the division, even if you somehow manage to tie them. They have the they have the tiebreaker. You're not getting a wild card spot. Matt Ryan looks Awful. You, I don't even know where Jonathan Taylor has been when he's healthy right. this year. Yes. He just can't yes. even perform. Get what you can. It, I don't know if you have any assets that you're willing to trade, but definitely don't do, don't try to spend any of your draft picks. Save them for April because this team, unfortunately, is going nowhere. And we may have seen the last of Frank Reich at, Reich at the head coach helm as well. Let's move on to the next team, Robert. This is an interesting one we just talked about. Banker Tank, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, man, I mean, look. They should tank, right? This is insane that I'm saying this, but they should tank. Yep. They're, there's, they're, they're, I think they're running on fumes, and I, I, I still think that they've got delusions of grandeur. So they're, they're clearly feeling that they're playoff caliber and deeper. They'll they'll probably bank everything, uh, and it's going to really mean nothing at all this year. They are not championship caliber in any way, no matter what they bring in. Uh, it's it's all around. It's it's just this offense everywhere needs help, and you can't go ahead and acquire that. Uh, you know, in, in just one uh, five day period as the trading deadline approaches, no way. Yeah, this is interesting because I don't think they're gonna tank right now because you have tom brady you're not gonna have that image that you're saving it you you know you're you're gonna trade away draft picks but in the offseason this team is gonna get blown up you could have to see me recording this right now this team's gonna get blown up if you're a veteran you're you're probably gonna be on the trading block because i think this is gonna be tom brady's last year they're gonna look to acquire a young guy in the draft they are gonna get rid of some veteran guys maybe mike evans Definitely some guy is on the defensive end, but this team is going to get blown up in the offseason. They're not going to do it out of respect for Brady. They're going to keep chugging along, get into that playoff position, even if they have a sub-500 record. But mark my word, this team is going to look totally different next season. 
And the final one we have, Robert, Banker Tank of the Green Bay Packers. This tank already, please. <laughs> oh, Mark tank. didn't listen to that. I know, and I know Mark's going to listen to it, and I'm going to catch some heat for it. But there's no, there's, I, I again, this is an offense that's gone completely bank, bankrupt of, of anything that we've known over the many, many years. And I don't think that there is, there's room for improvement here. Three and four, even that seems, you know, even, even that doesn't even look like it's supposed to be right. You should have far more losses than wins. So, Again, with with what's on the horizon and what's looming and the, the point spreads that I'm looking at into the rest of this year, they're not going to be favorites in many of them. Really not at all. Uh, go ahead and tank. Just do do the guy a favor. Bring in some wide receivers that could really dash. <laughs> Please. So I actually just think that the Packers are going to go to the bank. I do think that they believe if they get – a, a veteran a veteran wide receiving star like a Jerry Judy, maybe not Judy, but a Brandon Cooks, for example, a Chase Claypool. I think they are going to look to trade for that because they do play in a weak NFC division. Or, well, not division, but a weak NFC conference. I think that they know that they're probably the division's out of reach, but they could still sneak in with a wild card spot. They're, I, I can't see them going through the trade deadline and not trying to get Aaron Rodgers any type of help. I used to think that OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. would sign with them. It looks like he's not even going to be ready now until December. That's out of the question. They'll probably be far out of the playoffs if they don't do something before them. I do think that they are going to make a splash at the trade deadline and acquire a, a receiver that's on a team that's either not playing well or disgruntled wide receiver. So I think that they are going to go to the bank this in the next week. And I'm curious to see what they do. All right. We have about 15 minutes left. So we'll get into everyone's favorite segment. I know Robert's pouring himself another glass of scotch for <laughs> our buy or sell one. So you ready for this, Robert? <laughs> I wish we had to. Where's, where's our imaging? We need it. We need an imaging button. I keep calling for it. But yeah, let's do this. This is All always right. great. Buy or sell. Carson Wentz will not start another game for Washington. Not only am I buying that, I'm buying not starting another game, period. Wow. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Heineke, I'm telling you, you made this throw uh, in, I, in the red zone. I saw him make a threaded pass to Terry McLaurin. It was madness how he, he basically threw it right through a hole where – like he wasn't even there. Like and the he just throws to an open spot and McLaren just pulled. I don't know. It was just a really great play. Like like Taylor and Terry were like playing catch for years and they just like knew where to be with their eyes closed. I, I actually think they got better. I do. I think Taylor Heineke got better. And I don't think that Carson Wentz is is going to be in uniform for the commanders ever again. I agree. I said before, even the year before they traded for Carson Wentz, I said, why are you bring in uh, some uh, quarterback that didn't make any sense? I agree with you. I think Carson Wentz is done in the league as starting. He's going to have to find a backup position somewhere. If he does ever start again, is to be it's to fill in for a veteran that has gone down. And I know we didn't really talk about the commanders much because we focus so much on Green Bay, but I think that the commanders receivers terry mclaurin curtis samuel they do have much better rapport with taylor heineke i don't think that they're going to make they're too far gone i think to make a run for the wild card they still have games coming up against the eagles again against the cowboys again they face the giants twice they have some other tough games coming up so nice story but carson wentz sorry you never recovered from nick Foles taking your super bowl away from you sad that this is how it has to end all right, their next buy or sell, Robert, buy or sell. Nathaniel Hackett will be a one-year head coach. Ooh, 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 ooh. you know, there's, there's that. There's a lot of validity to that. Uh, the offense has just been so brutal. Hold on, let me let's take a look here. What have we got here? All right, sixteen points against the Texans. Mm-hmm. 11 against the okay, so 11 against the Niners are good. Nine against the Colts, nine against the Jets. All this is at home, by the way. These are home games, yeah, where you're supposed to have a big advantage. 
did it. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, a bunch of word salad here at the end. I heard him say something like, you know, it's hard. It's the NFL. You know, he said something like, I'm frustrated or something being up here. Get out of here with your word salad. Look, someone's going to take the fall. They're not going to cut and or trade Russell Wilson. They've decided that they want to pay a quarter billion dollars to him. And someone's got to pay the price. And it, it is Hackett. So, yeah. Okay. I'm buying it. One year head coach. Yeah. Unfortunately, I now I don't think he's a good head coach at all. I don't think he ever should have been hired. But they're not going to say that the Russell Wilson experiment is dead on arrival. Hackett will unfortunately get the Hackett. And ah, ah, but the boops. There yeah. we go. <laughs> so so he, he will be gone. Maybe he'll go back to the Packers and, and coach Aaron Rodgers again. We'll see. All right. Their next buy or sell, Robert. Buy or sell. Both New York teams will make the playoffs. The Jets and the Giants. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. So uh, Giants, of course, we know they're, they're five and one. The Jets are four and two. The last time. Okay. The Giants were in the playoffs. 2016. The Jets. Yeah, it's like ten years ago. All right. By the way, they're both New Jersey teams, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about semantics later. Yeah, I was just gonna say they are. <laughs> okay. Growing yeah. up in New Jersey, we we are very <laughs> resentful that they're they're called the New York Giants. I don't care about the Jets, but all right. So if we actually count Buffalo, New York football is actually like sixteen and four. But I I understand. All right, let's let's Southern New York. Uh, yeah, they're they're eleven and three. This is insane. Look, the Jets do not have a quarterback. They don't. No, and Brees Hall's out now. And he's out. So, I mean, they had three passes completed for five or more yards in the air. What are we doing? What, I mean, what's happening with the Jets? How are they winning? How are the Giants winning? It's it's just incredible. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on my kid brother again. It's the Jets that will not make the playoffs. The Giants will. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I said it last week. Brees Hall is their bread and butter. He's the reason that they've been winning. It looks like he's going to be out, unfortunately, for the year. He does. He's a rookie. He came into the league with so much promise. All he did was overperform this year. Now you're going to have to rely on Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, but Michael Carter is not the same <laughs> playmaker no. as Brees Hall is. I don't think they beat the Patriots this week. They got to play the Jet. They got to play the Bills again the week after that. They have to play the Bills again later in the season. I'm just looking at their schedule. The Vikings, they're going to have a rematch with Tua. Well, Tua didn't play them the last time. This Jets team, they were a nice story to start, but we're going to start seeing why Zach Wilson should not have been the second overall pick. The Jets will not make the postseason. All right, the next buy or sell, Robert. Buy or sell. The Bucs won't win their division. Ah, okay, cool, cool. Right, so... I, I we uh, to call back to a little while back in this episode, I say sell the Tampa Bay Bucks will win the division. I know they look just really really poor offensively, uh, but I, I I I still think that based on the strength of their schedule going forward, they still patch up enough wins to win their division. Uh, and somehow make their way into the playoffs, even though they scored less points than any team that played last night. <laughs> I'm going to buy this one. I, I really am. I think the Falcons, there's something about this team that's just nitty and gritty, and it just seems like the football gods are going to punish the Colts for acquiring Matt Ryan, and they're going to watch the Falcons make the playoffs. The Falcons get to play, play the Panthers two of the next three games. They play. They host the Chargers at home, which I think that's a tar, a toss up. The Chargers just lost to the Seahawks, who the Viking, who the Falcons beat earlier in the season. They get to play the Bears in in four weeks, and then the Commanders and the Steelers. The Falcons, they're gonna make some noise, and I think the Falcons win their division. So I will buy that the Bucks will not make the playoffs. All right, last one, Robert. This centers around the trade deadline. Buy or sell. One of these receivers, either Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, Brandon Cooks, or Elijah Moore will be on another team come November 1st. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm totally buying that. Um, Who would you pick? You know, uh, well, okay, let's see here. If I somehow, right, I don't know, maybe it was just a showcase. So just looking at Judy, um, 
Well, how? So he's got more receptions yesterday than in the previous two weeks combined. So I don't know what happened there. Showcase, new quarterback saying, hey, this guy's actually good. Maybe we'll keep him. Um, ooh. I think he's Claypool. I'll buy. Okay, so I know this is. Um, I, I might be cheating. Uh, can I say, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. buying one of those. We're definitely going to get traded. I, 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 I like that core of, of wide receiver talent that you just threw out there. Yeah. I could definitely mm -hmm. see one of them absolutely wearing a new uniform in a few days. Yes, I would yeah, buy that. If, if I'm going to pick one of them, I think Brandon Cooks gets traded. Like I was saying earlier, I think that the Packers are going to definitely be on the phone. I'd like the Giants to make a deal, but I don't think we will. I think we're going to hold on to our draft picks, and the Houston Texans are going to just want draft picks. But I could right. definitely see the Packers being – the Packers shopping for one. I could see the Rams definitely being in the market for for one. Probably you have – maybe if you look at some of your AFC teams, I don't think the Chiefs will because they traded away Tyreek in the offseason. They seem to be playing – fine without him i think the texans might and not the texans the titans might make a run at one of the names maybe like a jerry judy so one of those guys are going to get traded probably more i will well i shouldn't say more to refer to elijah more but probably one or two will get traded i think brandon cooks definitely does and i think chase claypool will as well you know one other alley that i just thought of and we kind of forgot about it because he's literally disappeared plus the buy uh cam Akers from the Rams. Oh, yeah. he's like persona yeah. non grata there maybe i mean how funny would this be if the jets and the rams actually oh. uh you know start to uh, do a little tango and uh, cam Akers becomes a jet i mean they do need the running back it's uh, maybe he becomes a bill but, but i definitely see some key starter that's that's in for a ton of snaps is going to end up switching uniforms in a couple. I of mean, days. could that be a straight up trade, Elijah Moore for Cam Akers? You know, you do have it. Elijah Moore wanting out of New York. Do it. Let's do it. Get on that phone. Oh, I can't wait for this week. I can't wait to see all the rumors fly, the trades going on. I hope it's a very chaotic trade deadline. But we are at a time. But Robert and I will be back Wednesday this week to discuss the the picks for this upcoming weekend. I definitely. I this was my first losing week of the year. I hope, you know, you're going to have a losing week every now and then. So I had mine this week. I'm going to look to bounce back next week. We should have a fun Thursday night game this week, which Robert and I will preview on Wednesday as well. You have the Bucks and the Ravens. I'm interested to see that game. Let's see if Brady actually shows up or if he totally bombs again on prime time. Lamar Jackson, he hasn't been the best passer with his arm. He only threw for 120 yards yesterday. Let's see if he still just starts to run but we should have a good game nonetheless compared to the last few games that we had well robert before we sign off you have any last thoughts words of advice for our listeners uh yeah um definitely do try playing pickleball uh i know this is literally out of nowhere yeah uh, it is. boy oh boy did i have <laughs> some fun playing pickleball over the weekend uh do it no matter what age size or gender you are, you're going to love it. I don't think I ever played it, so I'm going to have to try. <laughs> I think I would remember if I played pickleball, so yes, definitely would. never played it. Yes, <laughs> <would>. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for joining, and we will see you on Wednesday. Take care. <laughs>